0: Hey everyone welcome to Mitcham Hills Church it's going to be a great day today as we share together and we've got Mark Elford uh, one of our friends of Mitcham Hills Church to come and share with us he'll share with us a great message from God's Word that I'm sure will be encouraging Thanks, Graham, and uh, good morning, everyone. <coughs> last time I preached at this church, you, you were at Scotch College, and uh, one of your key leaders, Kay Bailey, said uh, just before I preached, Not too sure how often we're going to be able to meet in the future. And I thought, oh, I think Kay's slightly exaggerating. But that was the next week, COVID kicked in, and uh, so I think I was the last person to preach at your church for some time. Hopefully, that won't be the pattern again that um, yeah. this happens. But as Graham said, this has been a really um, unusual time and uh, who would have thought this time last year that we would have had a year we've just had. And I just want to demonstrate that by bringing out a particular bit of equipment which my wife Joy purchased for me during the year. I'm just gonna put it on just to, I won't keep it on, but I just want to demonstrate the interesting times we're in. For those who uh, can look carefully, you may, you may recognise the, uh, The branding, I'll just put this on here. But this is a crow's face mask. (laughs) See, yeah, see that always gets a reaction when you put on the crow's face mask. But if ever, and I go to the football with a bloke called Craig Bailey. And uh, I'm going to keep this just in case things, <laughs> things alter. But we have had a particularly um, challenging year. And as, we meet for the fir- and as you meet for the first time in 2021, rather than look back, I'm going to encourage us to look forward. We've had an interesting time, full of challenges, full of um, uncertainties but I want to look forward and I want to just bring out a couple of points today about what we can look forward to and what we should be relying on as we move into 2021. I, um, I was reminded about this because uh, every year at Christmas time, uh, for some time now, the um, The royal family give a Christmas speech, and the king or the queen give a particular Christmas speech. And in December 1939, which I, I can pretty confidently say no one was alive at that point here today, although Graham's getting on. But anyway, back in December 1939, King George VI. Um, spoke to the Commonwealth, and King George VI had a very significant speech impediment. If some of you have ever seen the film, The King's Speech, would know about this. And so he had to have a lot of training, interesting enough by an Australian chap, as it turns out, to try and overcome his stutter. But he he gave the speech, and context is everything, and in December 1939, England was at war. So three months earlier, England had declared war with Germany. And it was a difficult time. It was a grim time. People weren't sure what was going to be going ahead. It was only 20 years since World War I had ended, and that was called the war that was going to end all wars. And here they were again at war, and this king stands up and gives a speech. He didn't speak for very long. In fact, you can still find the speech on YouTube, the the audio version of it. But he quoted from a poem, and I just want to quote this today. And this is what King George VI said. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. That was an inspirational word from King George VI. And I'm thinking for ourselves as we stand at the start of 2021, those words are particularly relevant to us. How are we going to approach this year ahead of us? About 12 months ago, I was given a book voucher and I bought a book from a local library up at Blackwood about the story of James Cook and a fantastic book. And James Cook was an explorer who was was, um, called to undertake some pretty significant adventures. And uh, I was thinking about the fact that if you're starting out as James Cook, there are two key things you really need if you're going to find your way through to your adventures. One is you need to have a good anchor. And I'll come to that shortly. And secondly, you have to have a reasonably good navigation system. And I think for today, if you, in the midst of this heat and slightly uncomfortable benches that you're sitting on, and I won't go too long, just bear in mind, you need to have an anchor, and you need to have a navigation system. And if you can remember those two things today, they are the two things which I think could be good takeaways. Firstly, we need to have an anchor, and that scripture which Graham read to us today from Hebrews chapter six has the scripture which says, "We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure." It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. And I'm sure as you've been talking, I heard references to hope before, and I'm sure you've been saying here that hope is not the way we often use the word hope. We often use the word hope as almost like wishful thinking. And dare I, to use another slightly, I, I use this for some trepidation, some football analogy, I hope that in 2021 the Crows have a slightly better year. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> Craig Bailey is not here, what's going on? But that's really slightly wishful thinking because there's no certainty, dare I say it, that the crows are going to have a lot greater year this year than they did last year. we like to think they might, and I would like to think they would, but really there's no basis for me really saying that. Time will tell. But the Bible doesn't talk about hope like wishful thinking. The Bible talks about hope as something concrete, something definite, something you can rely upon. And so when the Bible says we have this hope, it's something that you can actually trust your life into. It's not wishful thinking. It's not hoping that you know, the circumstances will change, that the, the rain might come soon, or that the farmers will have a good year, or that the iron ore prices will stay high. No, no, the hope we have as Christians is a certainty that God's promises are true, that God is dependable, and that Jesus is a, is a, is a rock that we can base our life upon. That's the sort of hope that the Bible talks about. And the Bible says we have this hope, how? As an anchor for the soul. I love that expression. I love that expression. It's something that we can, that when you think about an anchor, an anchor is something that secures a ship to the seabed. And it's interesting to know that, it's a slight other note to history, in 1836, once again no one here was alive then, but in 1836 there was a, a chap called Colonel William Light and he was on a ship. Down off the coast of Glenelg, as we now call it. And there was a storm. And the ship's captain put the anchor down and the anchor held. And so he called that particular bay, that slight bay off the coast there, Holdfast Bay. How many people knew that? Thank you very much. One person. And that's why the council's called the city of Holdfast Bay because the, the seabed was such that the anchor held, held the ship fast. Now, folks, the Bible says that we have hope as an anchor. In our case, the anchor doesn't go down to a seabed. It says, the Bible talks about it enters the inner sanctuary. Our anchor goes into the sanctuary of heaven. Our anchor is far more dependable than Colonel William Light's anchor on a seabed down at Forkneil. Our anchor relies upon what Christ has done for us. So we have Jesus as, as our anchor, as our anchor for the soul. And, folks, we need an anchor for the soul, don't we? Because we do have storms. We've had storms in 2020. And I don't want to be a predictor of major storm events for 2021. But I think it's fair to say that there will be some times in 2021 when some tough times will come along. You know, we talk about bubbles, don't we? And cricketers are in a bubble at the moment. And we talk about potentially having a bubble, a travel bubble with New Zealand. And sometimes people get the idea that if you come to Christ, you go into some sort of bubble and that you're sort of insulated from the storms of life. Can I tell you, folks, that's not the case. Jesus said, actually, in the world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So we're not insulated from storms. But if we have hope as an anchor for the soul, we can withstand those storms. So, folks, I want to say, where is your anchor, or who is your anchor, or who are you putting your hope in? Because we need to be putting our hope in Christ. Because he is our anchor and it's only in Christ that we'll be able to have an anchor which can stabilise us, which can lock us into the sanctuary of heaven, which we can withstand the storms of life. Many people have had storms this year, last year. People have had economic storms where they've lost their jobs or they've lost a lot of their income. People have had relationship storms. People have had health storms. But folks, if you've got your hope in Christ, it's an anchor for your soul. So that's my first point today, where's your anchor? Because in Christ, and we sung about it earlier today, in Christ, in Christ alone, I'm mixing my metaphor slightly but we have Christ as a cornerstone, someone firm, something foundational we can build a life upon. In Christ we can have an anchor for our soul which is dependable, which is reliable, which is steadfast, which withstand the storms of life. So James Cook, when he set off on his exploration, he needed to have a good anchor. In fact, it's interesting that uh, off the the coast of um, Queensland, Cook's ship, the Endeavour, the anchor broke and they ended up um, being being very close to being um, shipwrecked and at the last moment he was able to manoeuvre the ship. But an anchor is absolutely indispensable in life indispensable. So you need to have hope as an anchor for your soul. The second thing you need is a good navigation system. Now, interesting enough, in the times of James Cook, and he was a great navigator, by the way, James Cook's charts were phenomenal. They were so accurate for that, for that time. You know, he, he, he was known, in fact, one of the reasons why he was selected to take the journey to, the South, to, the, to discover the Great Southland was because he was such a good navigator. The problem that they had in those days was they were pretty good at understanding their latitude because they could rely on the sun, but longitude was a real problem. Longitude, very difficult, you need to have very sensitive clocks and stuff to work it out. And so they were never exactly sure where they were. And that was the problem. And quite often ships would get lost because they just didn't really know where they were. Unlike today where you can put, get your mobile phone out and you can have some sort of, you got a GP, everyone's got a, probably just for everyone in this room today, your location is known within about a few metres by someone somewhere. People know where you are. But back in the time of James Cook, they had, they had a pr- very rough idea where they were, but folks, as we journey through life, as we journey through two thousand and twenty-one, we need to have a good navigation system. And I want to just quote to you from a book from Psalm Psalm one hundred and nineteen. And for those who know the Bible, you'd be particularly pleased that I'm not going to be reading a lot from Psalm one hundred and nineteen, given that it's actually the longest book in the Bible, um, particularly in daylight like today. But on Psalm one hundred and nineteen. Verse 105, that's when you know you've got a big chapter in the Bible. The word that God says this. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. God's word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. And for those who are of a certain age today would know that scripture, particularly because it used to get sung by a woman called Amy Grant, which I won't attempt to try and sing it today, but that was the the line, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. So God's word, can I say folks, God's word is our navigation system. You know, we live... And I've often said this when I preach, we we live in an information age where never before have we been able to access so much information. I mean, anyone who's got a smartphone can just, you can spend your whole day, and some people do, looking up various websites and, and various social media sites, and you're just getting all this information constantly. Some of it's more accurate than others, dare I say it. And uh, the the phrase fake news has entered the lexicon. I don't endorse how it got into the lexicon, but the reality is that we do have a lot of news that's not as accurate as others. We've got more information than ever before, but folks, what sort of information are you using to make your key life decisions upon? What are you using as your navigation system? I've got to say, folks, that if you're relying on all sorts of other sources, all you're going to end up is confusion and misdirection, but the Bible says that God's word is a lamp for our feet and a light on our path. So what are you using as your navigation system, folks? And I'm not talking about God's guidance in the sense of, um, you know, oh, I've got to study God's word so I know what to have for breakfast tomorrow morning. Or what colour car should I buy? And I've heard people say this. I don't think they are the issues that are really at stake here. What are the key decisions which are going to cause the kingdom of God to expand? They are the key things that we should be seeking God's word about. What's going to grow the kingdom? What's going to cause us to be closer to Christ and cause other people to come to Christ? They are the key decisions. They are the kingdom-based decisions. And God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We don't want to be distracted by the minutiae of life. We want to be asking and seeking God's heart so that the key decision is, am I living for myself and my self-desires and my plans for my life or am I giving my life to Christ and living under his lordship? They are some of the key decisions that we need to be talking about and the key decision points in our lives. Not what colour car we should be driving tomorrow, but rather... Am I living in conformity to God's will? Am I seeking God's direction for my key life decisions? Key life decisions like who you, should, who you should marry. That's a pretty important life decision. And congratulations to this couple here getting engaged on the Christmas Day. I'd love to hear the story, but we haven't got time for it. We'll hear it later. So what's your navigation system? What are you, what are you using to make key life decisions about, folks? Are you relying on some of the dare I say, misinformation that, that comes into our lives all the time or are we looking to Christ and his word and seeing his, his word as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path? So this year, 2021, it would be ridiculous of me to stand up and say, oh, it's going to be a far better year than last year. How do you even define better? But what I can say is, what I can say with great confidence, that we can have firstly an anchor for our soul. Amen? We can know Christ as an anchor. We can withstand the storms of life. We can have our, our, our hope, not in wishful thinking, but in something dependable, something concrete, something reliable. We can put our hope upon Christ and him alone. So we can have hope as an anchor for our soul. And we can have a moral compass or a navigation system which is based upon not misinformation, not fake news, but it's based upon God's word. And could I say that it's so important not just to know about God's word, and I'm probably the only person here today who has a big black Bible. And I just, I've only got it recently because it's a really good study Bible. But um, I got sledged as I walked in here today for the only person with a big black Bible. But the point is not whether you've got a big black Bible or where you can access it on your device. But the point is, are you actually devouring this book? Are you actually reading this book? Not just knowing about it. People talk about the fact that the Bible is the most sold but least read book in the world. That's probably true. You know, I, this last year, I, um, I'll finish with this. Last year, I... Um, got asked by some young people at the church we worship at if I'd start a home group. And I've been involved in home groups for a long time and I sort of hadn't been involved for a while and I was pretty reluctant. They came back three times. Three times they kept on asking me. So eventually I said, okay. And so last year, Joy and I, who you may not believe this, and I know it'll be a shock to most people here, that Joe and I are in our 60s. I know that that's, a, that's a mind-blowing comment today. No one can believe it. But there's Joe and I in our 60s meeting with five couples in their 20s. The oldest is about 24, 25. You think, well, how's that going to get on? Well, it's been pretty good, I think. And, um, but what we've been doing is systematically sharing together, but working through the Scriptures. And for me, and I've been a Christian for a number of years now, but it's just been a refreshment to be having that, having that group, community-based community based Prayerful consideration of God's word. And now, I, don't, I just want to have make a plug for home groups. I don't know how many people are involved in home groups today, but can I say, folks, if you want to have a good navigation system which is updated, not relying on stuff of 20 or 30 years ago, but if you want to have an updated navigation system and you want to have an up-to-date, vibrant, living knowledge of God's word, you need to be sharing it with other people and you need to be devouring it. You need to be look, not just reading about it, but actually devouring it. So your navigation system is alive and life-giving. It's a little plug for home groups for 2021. So, folks, what's your anchor and what's your navigation system? Those are the two things you need for 2021. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we, um, as we sit here, I pray, Lord, that your spirit might refresh our souls this day. That we might, might not be looking backwards, but Father, maybe you look forwards. Maybe you look forward with confidence because you are with us. You are doing a work in our lives. And your gift of your son Jesus is ever present to us right now. I ask these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. that was a great message from Mark and I'm sure we all remember his two points about having an anchor and having a navigation system. Thanks for joining us at Mitcham Hills Church. Hopefully you can join us next week as we meet together. God bless you all.